Hey, this is To All the YA I've Loved Before, a podcast where two childhood best friends analyze, discuss, and critique the young adult fiction of our childhood in the 90s and 2000s. Today, we're going beyond the book stacks in a special bonus episode to talk more about the To All the Boys I've Loved Before franchise with a Netflix series adaption spanning 2018 to 2021. I'm your host, Casey Racer, and instead of being joined by my wonderful co-host, Ashley Spicer, I have on a very special guest, cousin of the pod, Kristen, who I would consider the person I trust most when I'm looking for a romance novel suggestion or want to watch a good rom-com. I knew she would be perfect for this particular episode because this trilogy explores the same great tropes we talked about last week in our episode about the first novel. So, let's get back into it with Laura Jean and our boy Peter Kane. Hi, Kristen! Hello! Thank you for coming back on the podcast. You and I and uh, my sister, your other cousin, (laughs) uh, previously did an episode on Home Alone, which was so much fun. Home Alone 2, because we got to kind of talk through our childhood together and this is a little different because it came out when we were both adults yes <laughs> so I have already talked about kind of my history with the books with Ashley on last week's podcast but the movies I also loved so much I <laughs> except I did not watch that third movie until today this is the first time I've seen it because I am really bad at watching the ends of things I don't like to do it. Yeah, it's like then there's then it's ended. It's like if I don't watch it, it hasn't actually ended. Exactly. And like this, the third one really like <laughs> broke something in me. I I I was bawling through almost the entire thing. It <laughs> I was it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. But what is your experience with the two all the boys I've loved before series? So I actually think I watched the first movie before I read any of the books. Like maybe didn't even know it was a book until afterwards. So I watched the movie and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably you who was who was like, you know, they're books too. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so I can't remember if I read the books before or after the second movie, but it was right around then because I, I read them when I moved to Texas. So maybe I had already seen the first and second movie. So I like the books more which is how I feel about most things that have been turned into a movie. But I think what was different with this one is because I actually saw the movie first before reading the book, I still have like a really, like I still really love the movies where like sometimes I read a book and I love it. And then like the movie just kind of ruins. I just can't get into it because it's so different, but I still love these movies. So I have seen the first one. I don't know, maybe five times. Yeah, Um, it's so good. It is. It's just like a feel good movie. I just, I love it. Um, And I do, because I feel like I watched it and then I like made my friend watch it. And then like when the second movie came out, I had to watch the first one and the second one. (laughs) And I think the, I really like it because I actually do like the fake dating story. It's one of my favorite romance. I, my favorite romance trope is hate to love. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Second favorite is like the fake dating. I really like it. So I think that's why I have like a connection to it. And I, the first movie I think is my favorite. Like I could watch it mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, but I do like them all. I think that because I did read the books before I saw the movies. I read the books when they came out in two thousand like fourteen. Okay. Um, well, I, the, that's when the first one came out, and I I'm like you. I usually like the books more than I like the movies. But seeing the the this movie, it's it's a really good adaption to the book. And like Noah Centineo and the 
actress that plays Lara Jean, Lana Condor, they're both so good in their roles. And like Noah Centineo is just like, he makes Peter Kavinsky. Cause like there were times during the books where I'd be like, fuck Peter Kavinsky. But rewatching this, I'm like, I'm good with him. Yeah, I love him. And I actually, I've seen him in a couple other things. In fact, he was just in like a show where he's in the CIA. And it was like an I action. I heard about that. It wasn't a bad show, but like, I can't get down with him in that character because he he's Peter Kavinsky to me. Like, yeah. he can't be anything else. Yeah. No, exactly. I think that he really got like typecast as that like teen heartthrob because he's he's so good at it. He mm-hmm. he's so charming. Even he's got like this goofy little like nose scrunch he does all the time. But it's cute because it's him. Yeah. He's very like his mannerisms like he's very silly and like the way he acts just I don't know I just I'm like oh my god I love you when I watch the movies or read the these books I think of like myself in high school and like Definitely. what that would have been like and I'm like why did why didn't I have a Peter Kavinsky why are all the men I dated in high school trash I'm saying okay yeah let's let's talk a little bit about like like romance books movies tropes you already said that the fake dating is one of your favorite tropes which is also one of my favorites and like you I think my favorite is probably enemies to lovers like I I don't know why we would like that it's not like we're not nice people (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know what it is but I what I found like about these books given like that they're set in high school it's just like different from what high school was like for me mm-hmm. and so it's like romanticizing what love was in high school because I didn't have I mean I've and there was a couple of people that I went to high school with that like did date all through high school or had like this mm-hmm. cute story and some of them are married now and it's like I had terrible relationships yeah, in high school see, and so I think like for me it's when I read it I'm like oh, it would have been so nice if that's what high school romance sort of been like for me yeah I I really had the exact same thoughts in the second movie so in PS I still love you they go on their first date Peter and and Laura Mm -hmm. Jean and I was like and they go to like a nice dinner she like dresses up I'm like I never had that I never had a date like that until I was like 26 I would say like I was in my 20s when like I was taken out on dates like that I agree (laughs) um I might I was definitely in my 20s um definitely was not in high school did not besides like going to a dance which is like even if you're not like with that person that's what you kind of do like you go to dinner or something but I'm like other outside of that um I didn't really have that and like in the second movie he like Peter's so he's willing to go like so slow for her and it's like well really because when I was in high school I remember like all anyone (laughs) wanted to do was pressure you and having sex it was like very like, oh, wow, to be like, no, I don't want to rush you or whatever. It was just like, oh, wouldn't it have been great if that's what boys would have been like? I, I totally agree. I think that this, on one hand, this movie is very much romanticizes that teen love and teen romance. But on the other hand, it does make it feel very realistic. It doesn't make it feel like, you know, those like cheesy, old, silhouette, first love kind of paperback. It, it's yeah. really, it still feels very real to me. It feels like something that could happen. It just didn't happen to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah their love is so sweet. And he, it really melted my cynical little heart. Yeah, no, I definitely feel like it wasn't over the top. Like, it was definitely something that could happen. It was just, for me, it's like a fantasy because it didn't happen. So it's like, I'm just imagining like, oh, high school love would have been a little bit different had it looked more like that. And it's 
sweet and I like it. I know. And I, I like teenagers having that kind of thing because it is realistic so that teen girls can say, hey, I'm not getting this. I deserve this. Or like I said, I felt like my whole romance, you know, love life in high school was like being pressured to be like, oh, well, let's just have sex. So it's like letting girls know like that's not what it needs to be like is. Yeah. That, yeah, no, you're totally right about that. I was never really a big romance fan, especially in high school reading books, because I just don't I don't think that we had a lot of romance YA romance like this when we were teenagers like I said it was very much the cheesy like kind of over the top stuff like we had good contemporary books like you know Sarah Dessen the you know that type of author but I don't like I this is just like a whole different thing that I I think that really started this great just a great many years of good YA romance and Ashley and I after this are about to start more modern contemporary books and I'm like so excited to do that because they're all so much better than what we had I would I think so what for me what it is I didn't really read a lot in high school Mm -hmm. so I was not a big reader when I was younger in fact like for the only books I ever read were like for English class and you could barely Mm -hmm. get me to read them and maybe it's just because the books were not I mean, who I didn't really want to read like a tale of two cities. So no. maybe I just wasn't into reading because what I was being asked to read was terrible. But I didn't, I read more when I was younger, when we had like the library things, uh, where you could like win, you know, pizzas or like tickets to the uh, baseball games or whatever. I would read over the summer for that. But then like when I got into like middle and high school, I didn't really read a lot. And I think I just started reading a lot, maybe like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started reading again, I mostly read like, I read the Janet Ivanovich series. So yeah. it's like the, the love slash mystery kind of thing. And so I read all of those books and then I started branching out. And, um, like I said, I think I just watched, cause I always was into like rom-coms, like mm-hmm. the movies. So I think that's how I found to all the boys I loved before the movie. And then, you know, think talking about with you or your sister and being like oh these are books I was like well now I need to read them even (laughs) though I'm 35 years old (laughs) yeah you're like a really big reader now yeah I'll read like a book a week um yeah and it depends on like so I really really like romance so if I I can speed through a romance novel when I pick up other stuff just because like I'm like oh it's time to read something else it might take me a little bit longer but um I really are easy to read and I like that about them so we just did the first book last week. So when I'm talking about the movies, I think we're going to kind of breeze past the first movie. We're going to we'll, we'll talk about it, but it's not going to be as much since we literally just talked about this. Okay. But I I do think it's interesting that they do use like different tropes in each book to kind of like kickstart it. So like in in book number one, we have obviously the fake dating. Laura's little sister Kitty sends all these letters that she had stowed away of all these boys that she loved. And one gets to Peter, who is like this popular guy who's been dating Jen, who is used to be Laura's best friend but now they hate each other and then one one letter goes to their next door neighbor Josh who is who was dating Laura's older sister and so in order to like throw 
Josh off the scent, she and Peter start dating. That's basically what it is. And then obviously they fall for each other and all that. Um, Josh disappears in the series. He's not in any of the other movies. Yes, correct. Well, he was a year older, right? In the second one, they're only, they're still in their junior, junior year, aren't year. they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of just falls off. I was watching the third movie and I went, where's Josh? Which is fine because Josh sucks. I really don't like him. And I don't think I liked him in the book, but I really did not like him in the movie. He, I, everything he said, he was such like a hashtag nice guy. Do you know what I mean? He was like, Mm -hmm. he was like, why are you, why are you seeing Peter? Like, what are you doing that? You're so sweet and innocent. And it's like, shut up. He doesn't even really know Peter. And the other thing that's weird is like, okay, so she wrote that letter to him before her sister ever started dating him. Yeah. And it gets sent out. And then he's like, it's like he now wants to talk about it. I was like, but I'm not going to date you because my sister just dated you. So like, stop being weird. Yeah, he was he was so weird. And like, he was friends with Laura before he had dated Mm -hmm. her sister. And then all of a sudden he kind of just like he kind of doesn't want to do have anything to do with her like he doesn't end up driving her to them to school the next day yeah even though and he had bought tickets to go see to go see Margot and yeah. she ends up going to school in Scotland and he like just surprises her with it and she's like I wish you would have told me about that and then she breaks up with him that night and I was like that's a good choice you should you don't want to date yeah I was watching this movie on the plane and can I just tell you that the the moment when Laura Jean jumps Peter on the track <laughs> and the there's a gym teacher yells hey stop that and then tells her to go run more laps I like out loud laughed on the plane people probably thought that I was weird I was dying during that too and then instead of doing that she runs the other way and she runs away and goes and hides in the bathroom <laughs> yeah she is very funny yeah and like although <laughs> she like faints which is weird I just I don't like like fainting really you're gonna you're gonna faint like a goat you're gonna get scared and faint like a goat (laughs) like does that happen in real life not really I don't know I would be super embarrassed so I can't I was like cringing inside when he's like uh what's this letter like sorry I don't feel that way about you I was like oh Laura but like and at part of the movie, her sister Kitty says, "If or maybe it was Margot that said, like, if you didn't want them to get out, why did you address, address them? them? Yeah, like why did yeah, she? Because you could just write them and like keep them somewhere, like in a notebook. You don't have to actually address them or like put stamps on them or whatever. That's seems yeah. like you kind of wanted them to get to them. And like she keeps taking them out and like rereading them, and I'm like." Like, how many times do you do that? Like, I have old things that's, like, once in a while. Like, once a year I might, like, see. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to read that. But I'm like, you take those out and you read them a lot. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Laura is very much like a – she she loves love, but other people's love. Right. Right. She does read, a, like, a lot of books and stuff about romance. And, like, a lot of the movie, the thing that's fun to see is, like, all of a sudden she's, like, daydreaming and she's, like, yeah. in field. <laughs> Like, I like when um when her her best friend Chris was like, "What are you gonna do this weekend? Read another bodice ripper, you little perv." <laughs> I love Chris. Chris is one Same. of my favorite characters. She's so funny. She's great. Because Laura is like a girl who very much thinks she's invisible and like sits on the side and like 
I mean, she likes to watch Golden Girls on a Saturday night with her sister. And I'm like, yeah, I should have been doing that during high school. That sounds fun to me now. <laughs> right. It was funny. Like Kitty, Kitty says to her, you know, I had to cancel plans <laughs> to be here with you. <laughs> Kitty was good at like um, really being funny and like smart. But on the other hand, being like a really annoying little sister figure. I, I, mm-hmm. I liked that she had both of those qualities because having too much of one or the other would have not been a good character. But I like she really grew on me as the series progressed. And I'm I want to yeah. watch her series because they have an EXO Kitty series. And mm-hmm. I finished watching the third movie. It went right into that. I'm like, no, no, I need a I need <laughs> time to watch this. Yeah, right. But it looks cute. It looks really cute. Yeah. No, I really liked her. So I, I want to watch that too. She's just she had like these one liners sometimes that were so good. She was very funny. And um I I wasn't really a big fan of Janelle Parrish, who plays Margot, uh, because I liked I mean, I'm a fan of the actress. I really liked her in Pretty Little Liars, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. a fan of her as Margot because I just don't think that she can play the the nice older sister part very well. She played Mona on Pretty Little Liars so well. So correct. It's like you can't play a nice character. You have to be like the evil conniving character. Yeah, I just find I like I kind of found her maybe this is the little sister in me, but I just found her kind of annoying because I was like, you're putting a lot on your sister's shoulders that like doesn't need to be put there. And you're always acting like, you know, better, which, yeah, you probably do. But you had to learn that as well. Right. No, I did feel like she was very like, I know better than you. And then like, so that even made like Laura Jean afraid to tell her. Yeah. But I wonder I wonder if part of it was because like they did lose their mom when they were so young. Mm-hmm. So she probably took on like a mother role. So like where you would think like, oh, if I was in high school, I might go to my older sister. Maybe it felt like more like, well, I'm going to my mom. That's yeah. No, that's true. And I, I, I do think that they show that she was really the mother figure. And like she was like, you know, Laura, you have to be more responsible. You're the older sister now that I'm leaving. And that's the kind of I was like, don't put that on her. She's still. Yeah. She's not. She's still a high schooler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, just because you had to do that or felt that you had to. Like, you had to. Yeah. But I, and I also just think that, like, she kind of got off too easy in the whole situation where it was like, yeah, Lara kind of did, like, kind of messed up a lot. But it's like, think about why your little sister didn't tell you those things. Like, that's kind of on you, right? Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And then we have the whole situation with Jen, who is, as I said, her she and Laura really don't like each other. And Peter starts dating, fake dating Laura because Jen starts dating like a college dude, but he keeps mm-hmm. on being at her beck and call. And I was like, oh my God, Peter, Peter. Right. It was so annoying. And she was such a bitch in this movie. But I really like, as we'll get into the other movies where her, her arc goes, and I think it's much more fulfilled than it was in the books yeah so the thing that was weird that I or I I didn't like didn't like at one point Peter made some comment about her talking to maybe Josh or something about like well you can't do that I'm your boyfriend but then he would call Jen every single night and and she's like well I'm supposed to be your girlfriend but you're talking to her on the phone so it's like, like it's different. We yeah, have a like, history and it's like, no, no it's not different. No. If you want me to make it look like I'm with you so I, to not do these things, then you should also 
make it look like you're with me. It was very, but yeah, Jen was in the first movie. I could like, I just wanted to smack her. I I would have in high school. I would have smacked her. Yeah. Like the whole like scrunchy thing. Um, and how she was like, Oh, Peter gave this me. No, you took it. You little bitch. And so let's move into movie number two. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, PS, I still love you. And I, she's actually one of like the catalysts to a lot of the things that go on in this movie because Peter and Laura are like officially together now, mm-hmm. but Laura is really like self-conscious about being Peter's girlfriend. And like, they are very different people, right? Like they, d- yeah, like she doesn't like going to the parties and she- Peter is really good at like doing both things where he'll stay at home and watch movies with her, but then mm-hmm. He also wants to hang out with his buddies. I mean, like, he's a high school dude. Like, come on. Right. He plays on, like, the lacrosse team. Like, he's a popular (laughs) sports guy. So he wants to go to parties. And so in this movie, Laura Jean gets a letter back from John Ambrose McLaren, who is another guy that she had written a letter to uh, who was, like, in Model UN with her. But then they were also, like, friends. Like, they were a group of friends when they were children. Yeah, well, because in the in the first movie, when she says, like, one of the letters went to a kid in Model UN, she doesn't give the name. And so that's why, like, she doesn't say it was, like, John Ambrose McLaren, which they all knew. So, like, I think they changed something for the yeah. movie because in the first, it's like they did it differently. And then they were like, oh, we want to do, we want to arc it this way. So they kind of, like, brought Which I him did in. like. I, I, I thought too. that that was cool. I Yeah, because obviously <laughs> it it does come out that, like, John Ambrose and Peter Kavinsky were like best friends kind of correct yeah so like if if it had been him it would like in the first movie had they known it was going that's how where the second movie was going to go I think they would have like said it the other thing that was weird at the end of the first movie they actually show a kid knocking on the door with the letter yeah and then it's not the same person in the second movie no and they show him as a kid too and I'm like "Mm." Yeah, they did. They re- they recast in between because he's white yes. in the first movie. And Correct. Like, and this movie. Yes. Well, and in the second book, he is the grandson of Stormy. Of the wo- and not. And then the second movie, he's actually also volunteering at the place. So, like, yes. it is different. But I do like that they were. I do like the way the second movie went, where like he was friends with Peter. With it is like yeah. it gives like a different. Vibe. but Peter was such an asshole in the treehouse where he said about like looks like that stutter went away or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah okay so uh so they all have to like volunteer at different places and Laura Jean goes to volunteer at like a retirement home because that's what her older sister did and there she she meets up with John Ambrose again and she mm-hmm. doesn't tell Peter right away about the letter or about volunteering with John Ambrose yeah because yeah. she's like getting along with John really well and she's very confused and then she doesn't tell John Ambrose about Peter at all until they're all together yeah it was very weird and I was like I was like for someone you know I almost expected like that behavior from Peter not from her yeah. and it was like but it's also one of those things where it's like, I think she's young, right? So in her mind and in high school, you think like, well, just because I'm like dating someone, that doesn't mean I ever have a thought or something about someone else. And that's not really how 
life works. Like yeah. just because you're with someone doesn't mean like there's not other situations you get put on or like you read a book. And like, I think about Harry Styles that. all the time. Right. Like, it's like, <laughs> unfortunately, real life means like you're with someone and you choose that person. But sometimes, you know, you have thoughts about other people and like, that's just how yeah. it is. But she's very much like, I don't understand because she's never really been in that situation. Had a before. boyfriend. Yeah. She's used to just reading a book and that's it. And I think that because of how Peter is like popular and he has he has been in a long term relationship and all these things kind of he's got all of this knowledge. And he I think that she really thinks that he's better than her in ways mm -hmm. and that she can't really compete. And a lot of that does have to do with like the Jen situation, too. So in her mind, she's like, I'm doing everything wrong. So like. Mm -hmm this is another thing that I'm doing wrong. So I'm not really going to deal with it or, you know, yeah. it's just, and I, that, I think that the way that they show that is very understandable. Yeah. And she, you know, she's like, you know, he's done all this stuff with Jen that I'm not ready to do yet. So mm -hmm. I just feel like, and then I think her and John Ambrose had more in common. And so, so like, she felt common. like they clicked a lot. And I think again, like when you're younger, you sometimes think if you have, everything in common then you fit better together that if you're different then you don't and it's like that's not really how life works it's like sometimes you need different things or different interests to like balance if, if you were exactly the same as the person that you were with that might be kind of boring or like whatever and so I think she's just not used to one anyone liking her or yes. like noticing anyone likes her and she's like now two people seem like they <laughs> like me and I don't really know what to do and John is super charming and sweet he is. Like a more uh, like toned down, like nerdy way than Peter yeah. is, obviously. But he's he's so cute and he's so he's so nice. And like he he does have a way of talking to her like she talks to other people. Like mm -hmm. she isn't like a typical teenager, I would say, you know, yeah. she likes classical things. She she makes references like she makes like a what does she make a reference to something? But uh, in the first movie and. Peter Kavinsky's like, uh, nobody under 80 oh. talks like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When she loves like 80s romance, I mean, she talks about say anything and like the boom box thing or whatever. Um, yeah. So I feel like they maybe they have more like of an old soul, both her and John Ambrose. But I did feel really bad for him when he was like, he had no idea that she was dating Peter. And then like they show up to this treehouse and it gets like super awkward because it's like Peter's like you didn't tell him you had a boyfriend he's like you didn't tell me you were dating Peter <laughs> yes. very, very weird I was just imagining like John in that moment because like he goes to a different school whatever and I imagine him like maybe going to school and talking to his friends being like oh my god I reconnected with this girl that I I had a huge crush on in like sixth grade and mm -hmm. she's just as sweet and just as funny and like I think that there's something going on between us <laughs> and, like can you just imagine him saying something like that and then it's like nope she has a boyfriend <laughs> yeah I like the flashbacks to when they were younger and like they were dressed up in those costumes and he was like a deviled egg. <laughs> she was, she was French, French toast. toast. That was so like, cute. They were like very similar, like nerdy, like that. I think that she really puts it in that scene really well because she was talking about how she felt so lonely and mm -hmm. um, she felt uncool. And then when he came along, it's like she had a friend who understood her. Right. She, she didn't feel as uncool. She felt uncool in like a better way. Yeah. And I think that that is really one of the big reasons why she made all the decisions, the bad decisions that yeah. she 
kid. Well, at one in one of the movies, doesn't someone asks, or maybe it was like because sometimes she imagines like two people like sitting mm-hmm. next to her, like a good like an angel and a devil kind of situation. Yes. Like, yes. I can't remember if it was one of those where, like if Peter really asked, like you had to have loved one of them the most. And she loved John Ambrose. <laughs> I think she did. I yeah. think she did. But yeah, that like when they when they show up to that treehouse to do the time capsule, mm-hmm. the thing I think that made me so like feel so bad or like so awkward for John Ambrose is that everyone else there knows that Peter and Laura are dating except for him. So like he makes a comment about like Jen and Peter walking up together and they all just like look around like what the heck? There's another comment he makes. I don't remember what he says, but the look that Chris gives like, oh my God, this is so awkward. Right. I I felt it like in my bones. Because he's like literally the only one who doesn't know. Yeah. And he's like, he's the only one who is not still friends with all of them either because he had moved away. And so, yeah, so it's like, Chris, Jen, Pete, and Jen wasn't even invited, and Peter told her about it because he's fucking yeah. asshole in this. Yeah. Um, and, and Trevor, <laughs> Laura, and Trevor, and Trevor's yeah. great. I I love Trevor. Trevor love- was also not a thing in the books, really. Yeah, Chris and Trevor, oh. great. Oh. Are you kidding me? I I loved it so Same. much. Me too. Yeah, I that was so awkward, but I I really loved that they got together to do that and take apart the time capsule and kind of talk over things and yeah peter was such an asshole in that moment because he could see he knew that john ambrose oh, yeah. was all about laura jean correct <laughs> yes it was like he was like oh i know that something like weird is going on here so i'm just gonna be an asshole yeah oh my god and like the thing is is i remember because these movies came out like a year or two apart or whatever and i remember when i watched the first movie it was like all about peter kavinsky and then i watched the second one and i was like <laughs> dude he sucks and I was all about her getting together with John Ambrose but this time when I watched them like mm-hmm. in order I mean when I watched them one like, after the other yep I was like okay this is fine like I'm still a Peter fan and then moving into the third movie I was even more of a Peter fan because he really shaped up I feel like in the second movie I didn't like that he knew that Jen like shared that video <sighs> I mean, Laura Jean knew it too but he acted like it wasn't her he was like covering for her but then I also like he's in high school and he's never dated anyone like besides her I don't think and so like but I was like step away from her like you yeah you two are toxic and I do I I really do though like that Laura Jean like realized like although the there was a big problem of what was happening between Peter and Jen like a lot of the problem was how she felt about Jen yeah how they kind of they came to this like understanding and it turned out because when they were taking things out of the time capsule laura jean pulled out a bracelet and she's like oh it's just a bracelet it's whatever and then um jen said that there was nothing in there from her Mm -hmm. and then at the end like laura you think she's sending a text to either john or peter but she sends one to jen to meet her at the treehouse and they both talk about how the bracelet because jen actually had a bracelet in there but tucked it away because she didn't want to admit that like she had cared that much about their friendship right it was like something that was like so small that like kind of tore them apart which was laura jean made out with a kiss yes Peter, on the when they were like in seventh grade and it was because of a game of spin the bottle but it like just 
you could tell that it was something that was so small, but it just like escalated and like tumbled out between them in a way that neither of them really realized until they got to this point where they just hated each other. Yeah. And it's weird. Like Jen is so popular and it looks like on the outside, like she has it all together, but obviously she's insecure. She's so insecure. So it was nice to see them come back at the end and her to be her to tell Laura Jean, like he, Peter really likes you. Like he tells me all the time, like we don't, we're not, when we're talking, it's not like about us. He's helping me through a tough situation, but like, he really likes you. Yeah. That part made me cry a little. <laughs> I, I really liked that part. I mean, cause she could have lied and said like, you know, oh yeah. You know, all we do is talk about getting back together or whatever mm-hmm. and made it see. And then maybe Laura Jean and Peter never would have like worked out. Yeah. I think that it's really easy to show that like other, you know, the, the, the girl that you hate and that is competing with you it's so easy to show them in like a bad light and I think that a lot of teen movies and books did that a lot more in the past but what this one did was so different and it really evolved and it evolved past what the books even said because a lot of the things that happened in the third book or in the third movie between Jen and Laura don't happen in the third book. So I just I really liked that it they made it a point to show that Jen is really insecure and she was doing everything she was doing because she like felt out of control. And she like you said, she told Laura the truth about how Peter actually does really like her. and She didn't have to do that. You're totally right. right. I, I also felt really bad. So Laura and John Ambrose decided to put on the like the star ball for the, mm-hmm. the old folks, which is very cute. Very, very yeah. cute. And Stormy gives her uh Stormy is great, by the way. Stormy, I love her. I'm gonna be her in five years. Uh <laughs> she, she just is walking around showing Lara Jean uh around the retirement home with uh with a bloody Mary in her hand. And then when they get to like the the woman who runs the place, she's like, Can you make me another? <laughs> yeah. I love how when she talks about like love, she's like, Yeah, a couple of my like romances cross over one another (laughs) she uh, it was holland taylor who is amazing yes and she gives she ends up giving laura a a really beautiful dress and like getting her Mm -hmm. all ready to for the ball and everyone when when they like are down there they're like hey john you need to ask laura to dance and it's, it's very cute and i that's why I like really liked him and I liked I wanted them to be together when I first watched it. And then afterwards, I was like, no, it's always going to be Peter K. Come on. <laughs> when they go on that field trip after they break up, they oh. go to like the aquarium and she like goes to the other room and he like goes in there. It's almost like I felt like he thought she was going to say we should get back together or something because like the way his face looked when she gave him the necklace back, I was like, heartbroken he I was like he was he gonna cry yeah I'm like he went in there because he was thinking like we made the wrong choice breaking up like we're gonna get back together and she was like oh do you want this back and he was like yeah <laughs> yeah I know it is really sad that they Laura ends up breaking up with him because mm-hmm. of Jen yeah and there's so many long sad looks across the aquarium <laughs> at each yeah. other it's 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 really sad I was like oh my god stop and like can you imagine like again I never really had a serious boyfriend in high school but like that would be super like hard because I've broken up with someone that's been hard before but like if you're an adult you you aren't forced to see them every day like Mm -hmm. you have your own unless you worked with them which is somewhat weird but like if you 
you know, you are separated, but it's like, if you break up in high school, it's like, you still have to see them yeah. every day. And so does everyone around you. And then everyone around you is talking about it. And it's just like this super awkward situation. So sometimes I'm glad that I didn't have that. I, um, I dated this guy for a very short amount of time and we had like started flirting in a class together. And so we were sitting because we were sitting next mm -hmm. to each other. So we started dating and then I broke up with him on like a Saturday and on Monday we had to sit next to each other. And it was, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, you couldn't pay me to go back to that morning yeah. ever. Yeah. It's just like, you see him in the hall or like in a class or like everyone else is like talking mm -hmm. about, it. you're like, oh, that would be awful that's why I don't want to go back yeah <laughs> yes so the whole uh Valentine's Day situation actually really reminded me of a, a breakup that I had as an adult saying that because it was someone I worked with mm. but so in the movie Peter everyone's telling Lara they're like oh Peter went all out last year for Jen and sent mm -hmm. this like the um like the singing thing Valentine. Hey. oh that's no never cringe never so like yeah a group of students come and sing for them yeah it's and she never gets any and then he does give her a necklace like the one you were talking mm -hmm. about which is really sweet and then he <laughs> he says a poem and she just assumes that he wrote it and I'm like why would you assume that Peter K wrote that poem Laura like I know that's right. what you wanted but yeah but she was just like so disappointed but like what he was doing was because she knew like he was like, you're not Jen. That's not what you want. I'm like, I'm giving you what you want, but it does suck to like, feel like the second best because wouldn't, even though you like gave, he gave Jen so many things and did so much for her. Mm -hmm. And even though like, she doesn't necessarily want it. She kind of like wants that to say yeah. that he did all that for her. Right. Well, she also gave him a pop tart. <laughs> For Valentine's, I mean, I made one, but I'm like, <laughs> it did. But I was like, you literally just like baked him a turnover. Yeah. She, um, she had it, a lot of the problem is that she had very high expectations for a, a high school boy. Well, then when you read romance novels that yes. like for adults, then yeah, it's different. But I also, Peter also got like a ton of Valentines in his locker, but it's like, yeah, yeah, that would really suck. But like, he is one of the most popular kids in school. So a bunch of girls like him. Um, but yeah, the, can I just say the singing thing was terrible. Ugh, like, ugh. can I just, I bet that would annoy teachers so much, like in the middle of class. So we, at our school, they did a Valentine's thing, but it was like you, for like the week leading up to Valentine, Valentine's day over lunch, you could like go buy like candy hearts or like a carnation yeah. or something. And then like during one hour of the day, like student council went to everyone's class and mm -hmm. handed about like for 10 minutes. Could you imagine like all day long classes just being interrupted by someone Ugh. singing? Like that would be awful and really awkward. I also hated that by the way, like, do you know how bad it feels when you're the people that don't get, I'm like, can we just not do that? This is terrible. But I just, the whole like handing out stuff during like school, it just, I didn't like it because it's like, you could go buy that person candy hearts if you were like dating them and give them to them later. You have to do it and make like half of the people in the school feel bad that no one, wants. it just feels, 
it's a way because I mean, because most of the people that are like planning these things are the people that are going to get things like that and are like more popular and like have friends and boyfriends and people that like them. And so it's kind of like a way to lord that over all of us. Yeah. Like your boyfriend's going to do something for you for Valentine's Day, regardless of it's like giving you a handy heart during six six hour or six period. Um, You don't need to shove it in our faces. That's super true. I'm I'm bitter. It's fine. (laughs) I still want my fucking candy heart during it's nap, okay? 20 years. I'm still bitter. <laughs> I really do like candy hearts. <laughs> do you have anything else about movie two? Um, the only comment I have, and this is th- just a funny story. So like on their first date, when they go and they do Chinese lanterns. That was cute. I tried Chinese lanterns one time. And it was very windy and the thing started on fire. I'm going to get the hose and spray it out. <laughs> now I'm traumatized. So the whole time I'm like, oh yeah, don't. Be careful. Be careful. You don't want to start a fire. That is very funny. And Peter at the restaurant just like reminded me of John throwing the fork on the table and being like, oop, oop. And I was like, yeah, that is something I deal with on a day. Like being like and embarrassed in public. And <laughs> Being embarrassed in public sometimes is something I can really relate to. Oh, he was so cute and charming while he did it, though. He was. He was. He's like, there's two in case you knock one on the floor. So movie number three, which is always and forever. Peter is going to Stanford because they're seniors. Now it's like the latter half of their senior year. And they have this big plan that they're going to go to Stanford together and they're going to be together forever. And she's like, she literally is imagining their whole future, like Mm -hmm. moving in together, getting married, having a a house. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's a lot. I'm like, girl, slow down. She reads romance novels. That's all I can. I'm like, it's because she reads romance novels. (laughs) It's, It's very true. She has a very good imagination. She also applies to Berkeley and NYU um, because Margot told her to do so, and which was smart. Okay, older sisters, mm-hmm. they know things. <laughs> um, and Laura ends up not getting into Stanford, but accidentally texts Peter that she does because she's trying to text her sister. Oh, yeah. And then she like took so long to like <sighs> back out of it. It's really cute. Peter arrives at her house and holds up his phone like a boombox because she was telling him about say anything at the beginning of the movie. And so she just goes along with it. He's making all these plans. And during this, Peter is like talking about how his dad who had left their family and has a new family, like wants to start trying to have a relationship with him, Mm -hmm. which is like, I think that that's a really important thing that they focused on during this because it made what he did during the movie, like, it made it make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. They go to New York City for their senior trip. <laughs> okay. Did you have a big senior trip? I was like, these kids go to like New York City because they live in Portland. They go to New York. Yeah, City. so it's like all the way across the country. It's not like they're close. Um, I don't think we did when we were in high school. I know in eighth grade, we did like a trip to Washington, D.C. Oh, really? I didn't go. But yeah, they did like a field trip to Washington, D.C. I don't know if we did those things or if I just wasn't like invited. Um, I feel like so they still do it because when I was at the airport coming home from D.C. this past week, there was like a million oh. eighth graders all over the place. So if someone does it. That's awful. I don't think we had a senior trip. 
yeah I, I that's weird um i always think it's weird when like they do things like that like on the lizzie mcguire movie when they go to rome i'm like are you kidding me their eighth grade trip yeah no i we i know some kids went to spain maybe between junior and senior year but it was like four spanish class yeah yeah they had they had like exchanges and stuff like that yeah. too not um, like taking not... like the whole class to that seems like a lot of work would not want to chaperone that Ew, no but they go to um they go to new york and she finds out that jen got into nyu Mm-hmm. And Je- her, she and Jen have like little moments during this movie where they're like, say hi to each other and stuff. And there's a moment where she, Jen tells her she likes her shoes, which is a callback to the first movie when she makes fun of she- her really cute boots. Fuck yes. you, Jen. Um, yes. I thought that was really sweet. I loved that callback. I did too. Mm-hmm. Laura starts falling in love with New York City. Like before she was like, yeah, I'll just go to Berkeley. Like it's an hour and a half drive. That sucks, um, but it's fine. And maybe then I'll transfer over to Stanford and whatever. And no, she just ends up falling in love with New York. And you can tell she does like the whole time she wants to go there. And she's feeling really conflicted because basically Peter's like... (sighs) Like, I'm glad that we're, you know, we're going to school together. So we're not going to leave each other. We're not going to leave each other. He's like very, very focused yeah. on not people not leaving him, which makes mm-hmm. sense because his dad left him. Yeah. It was conflicting for me because like, obviously I believe that Laura Jean should do what feels best for her. But like, I also felt really bad for Peter because like their plan was to go to school together. Yes. And like, I'm not saying that you should give up your future for a boy, but like, it just, if I was like, oh, I feel so bad for him. Cause like, he thought that was the plan. That's what she, I think that's what she thought she wanted. And then yes. she like went there and was like, oh, but I was really like this. And he, there were parts of it where I was like, oh, he's kind of being like a dick about this. But then I was like, but I also can understand, like, he's like, he's hurt. He's feeling bad. And then at the end, he'd be like, you know, I want you to do what's best for you. But then she would, was like surprised that he was like, not the same. He's like, yeah, you're moving across the country away from him. The three hour time difference. So he's trying to like cope with that. And you're like, why isn't everything just how it's supposed to be? Yeah. I, I think that they did a really good job of making his part like, I felt bad for him. And usually I would usually I'd be like, get the fuck out of there. Go live your dreams. Leave him in the dust. I mean, I I would say that for most most things where like a girl is making a decision between a guy and a dream of hers. I'm like, dream, dream every Mm -hmm. time. Because that guy, especially coming out of high school, who the fuck cares? Like, right. Like even the girl that's showing them around campus is like, yeah, I, I almost went somewhere else for a guy and then I didn't yeah. and I'm here and this is what I love. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad that they showed it like that, but also made it so that Peter was, I felt bad for him. Yeah. And I feel like, like I said, there was a couple of times where I was kind of like, oh, he's being gross about this. But then in, in the end, he would, he would be like, no, but like, you really should. So I think that's what made it more like easy to kind of see his side is because he wasn't like, why aren't you picking me? He was like, you should do what's best for you. But it's also sad that we're not doing what we thought was the plan. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just keep on thinking of that three hour time difference. I'm like, Ashley lives in California and it's hard to like even find time to talk sometimes because we're two hours difference. Yeah. And then like put college in that where you're like, got classes because classes can be whenever it's not like Mm -hmm. necessarily like high school where they're you know just a eight hour period or seven hour period of time during the 
day. It's like mm -hmm. sometimes you have morning classes or evening classes or you have to study or you're trying to, you know, get to know other people and it makes it really hard. Well, you saw that in like bringing it back to awkward. You saw that in awkward too, where mm -hmm. like they had a hard time connecting because they were on opposite sides of the country and like they were making friends and their friend groups were different. Like obviously going to college, Peter's friend group is going to be the lacrosse team <laughs> and her friend group is going to be like people who read romance novels. And they're, if Peter goes there to see her, he's probably not going to he is better than Maddie, I think, was about like getting along with other people, but it would still be, I think, awkward. So, yeah, I could see Peter like joining a frat, like being a nice frat boy, but still joining yeah. a frat. And like, for sure, when all those parties they would go to in high school, he was definitely like always playing beer pong while Laura Jean's like off in the corner eating ice cream sandwiches with Lucas. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. We talked about Chrissy and Trevor before, but I think the best part of like my favorite thing about them was in New York when they he asks her to prom because like she was so against prom. And so Lucas is like truth or dare. And she says dare, obviously. And he's like, I dare you to go to prom with Trevor. <laughs> and Trevor gives her Subway sandwiches, like a bouquet of Subway sandwiches. I loved that. I love them so much. They were so funny. And like when they go to prom, he says she's like, I'm not going to have any fun. And he's like, I, yeah, I was counting on her. <laughs> <laughs> she is such a great character. Yeah, and like the she says like funny things to Laura Jean's dad all the time too. She's just she's great. But yeah, I the breaking up on prom thing was so sad. Like she invites him up to her room for like the first time. Yeah, and then he's like, no, like you're. Why are you doing this to try to be like, close to me? Like when it seems like you're already saying bye to me because she did. Yeah. Like she gave him that thing like to remember when she said to remember me. I was like. Ugh, wrong I know I know that was not the thing to say yeah I like like she makes all these these missteps and I I feel like in the books it was it was big like the so she decides to break up with him in the book because she didn't want to go to college with a boyfriend because that's what like her mom had told Margot and yeah always said uh, but I like that in this he kind of made that decision because it felt like she was already saying goodbye to him yeah I mean, when because he basically was like, you gave me this box of stuff to remember me by. Um, but I also really like that, so, you know, she's trying to, she's going to like have sex with him for the first time is like mm -hmm. what they're, they're leading into. And I like that Peter wasn't just like, well, I'm going to get sex. So I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. That he was like, this does, doesn't like, why now? Like you're trying to say bye to me. It's like, I feel like a lot of boys would be like, well, I don't really care what's happening we can do it and then like tomorrow i'll break up with you because i got what i wanted kristen it's because we dated big losers <laughs> i know right i'm like can i go back and date peter kavinsky <laughs> yeah i know because it's like at first you think that he's like this big player and like yeah. you know whatever but he's only ever dated one girl other than laura mm -hmm. and yeah. he's he's romantic and he's sweet and like he's kind and he's a good listener he's He's such a good love interest because he's not he time time and time again he like shows that he's very much different from what you think he's gonna be. Yeah. I mean there's like some stuff that like because I think at some point in one of the movies, maybe it's even John Ambrose who makes like some comment about like, oh, playing beer pong or whatever. And he does that stuff, but it's also like when they're at the parties, he's like texting her from there, like, do you wanna leave? So like he mm -hmm he's different from her right so he enjoys different things but he's also attentive to her yes. or doing things that she likes to do he's also. thinking about her 
yeah. while like even when he's doing the things that he wants to do and they yeah they I mean maybe they will make the maybe they will do it because they they do seem to when they do communicate they do seem to do yeah. it well I'm like uh well Laura Jean gets to write love letters I know. That's, at I the end that. of the movie, she says that, you know, what's great for distance is writing love letters. So yes. I, like I said, I have to believe for myself <laughs> that they made it because otherwise it's a sad ending and I don't like it. Yeah, it, I, I agree. Um, I like a lot of the other kind of little love stories that they incorporated into the trilogy as well. In the books, Trina and the dad do get married too, but I feel like we get to see, we just get to see a lot more of it in the movies mm-hmm. because we just get to see more of what's happening kind of in the background. I like them. Um, I think that, I think it's great that like her dad found love again. Um, mm-hmm. I know like they're a little bit hesitant at the beginning about it, but, but I- supportive. Yeah, I love that Kitty made her a Valentine and then like Laura Jean was like, that wasn't from my dad. And she's like, oh, really? The Valentine with glitter wasn't from your dad. <laughs> it was it was very cute. And I like how she kind of stepped into the role of like stepmother to like a 17 year old that's almost out of the house. Uh, yeah, but she she gave Laura really good advice while doing it in a way that didn't feel like it was overstepping her boundaries. I in the sec or the last movie when uh, Kitty says something to Laura Jean about like something about don't be stop being mean because you're afraid you're gonna break up with Peter or something, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Trina tells her or her dad or someone says like that wasn't very nice and she's like well wasn't it true and Trina's like well it might be but it still doesn't make it right to say it yeah yeah it was like small moments like that and like when Laura was staying home from school and watching. Romeo and Juliet before 8 a.m., which is a tough yeah. watch. I just watched that movie and I was like, that's a tough morning watch. Yeah, right. Um, but she she gave her good advice there too. And it was yeah. And she was like, Go, go experience your life. You don't have you like you're only in high school for a little bit more time and you're just worrying about the future constantly, but you need to be thinking about what's happening now. Yeah. No, I liked her. I liked Kitty and was it Day? Is that was it his name? Yeah. From when they went to Seoul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cute. That and I think that that's like that goes into the EXO Kitty. I think that he's a character in that okay. in that series too. So her dad says when they're at that lock place where he sees where she sees him, her dad says like Catherine Song Covey has found boys god help them <laughs> and it's true she's very headstrong. like yeah yes that was a really sweet moment i really i liked the their whole soul trip was really fun and beautiful and it made me really want to go there yeah i like that trina went with them but then like when they went to the lock place to like find their lock with their for their mom like she did not go yeah, like exactly. it was very yeah like this is not my place i don't let you have that i like kind of expected him to because the dad said he was going to ask her to marry him and I thought that it was going to happen in Seoul yeah no it happened when they got home yeah then I was like what but then I realized I'm like no because Seoul is like his first wife's place like that wouldn't be right and I yeah thinking about that I was like oh that makes a lot of sense actually yeah no that might be kind of wrong like he told them about it in Seoul but he did when he got home because my assumption is that Margot went from Korea back to Scotland because she wasn't there when they got back 
Yeah. So he told them all there, but then he did it when they got home, which is the right yeah. move. Yeah. It would have been kind of awkward. Like, Hey, we're here. Cause this is where my dead wife is from. Let <laughs> yeah, me... the, ugh, awkward. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad he waited. That makes me feel better. Um, and like you said, Chrissy and Trevor were a great couple that were constantly like kind of bickering and, and, and getting together and then breaking up and then getting back together. And she was like so against like romance or like being typical that she was like, we're not dating, but like they were or yeah. like, um, yeah, just like her commentary. But I like w- sh- her and Trevor start dating, decide to start dating on prom night when Laura Jean and Peter break up. But she says, just till I go to Costa Rica, because like no man's holding me back. Yeah. <laughs> I could see like her reconnecting with him when she gets back. And yeah. I liked, so when they were all in um, New York and kind of exploring NYU, like Jen and Laura and Chris, who, so Chris and Jen yeah. are cousins and they hate each other, but they were mm-hmm. all like having so much fun together and they were like being BFFs. And I really liked that whole full circle moment. And I feel like when, Chris gets back from Costa Rica she is going to come to New York and they're all gonna like live to like be roommates together that would be so fun I want to see that series (laughs) yeah that would be so fun yeah it was it's weird that like her and Jen being cousins like hated each other so much and I want like so it almost it seems like they were all friends when they were younger and then like Jen just got apparently and and was then just mean to because it seems weird to me that like Chris, Chrissy wouldn't have taken her cousin's side, like th- their family. So like Jen must have been very terrible <laughs> to be like. She was, I mean, she was awful in the first yeah, movie. Like she was. she was quite awful, which is why I'm glad that they gave her more of a redemption than the books did. Yeah, because by the <laughs> end, like they were friends. Yes, yeah, and they're like going to school together, like. I, I feel like they they're going to be friends and I like yeah that a lot. and I I almost like seeing that too because it's like it kind of shows you like well high school is just like this small blip in like your life and while you may not be friends with a person in high school that doesn't mean that like you can't get past like the petty high school drama and be friends later yeah. because it was it like this reason they started not liking each other was petty and yeah which is typical of like being yeah. in high school or middle yeah. school whenever it happened it's just, just something so small happens and it's like in the grand scheme of life this is just not a big deal and so it's nice to kind of see like we can put that behind us and move forward and the story making me like Jen at the end is like very very skilled writing because I wanted to slap her in that first movie like I was like oh yeah I could not stand her yeah like, she was like quite you were the absolute worst but then she wasn't and it and you could tell that she was doing everything she was doing because she's insecure and mm-hmm. she had a terrible like I think that in the book they even said that her dad was like had been like cheating on her mom and like all this stuff so it's like so. a lot of really shitty things and I think that she relied on Peter so much because he is a good guy who listens and I don't think yeah she had that in anyone else even her friends yeah because she talked about like in the movie they talked a little bit about like her parents were getting divorced but they didn't talk about a lot I think in the yeah. books they talk about a little bit more yeah um and she could relate to Peter because Peter's dad left them the Peter dad situation that was also something that wasn't in the in the book's either I want to say I don't think that they reconnected at the end 
and he didn't he didn't forgive his dad for leaving but he did sit there and have coffee with him yeah that was nice I would, yeah i mean like how shitty is that like like they ran into each other at the bowling alley because laura planned this really cute little bowling date and they had like a little picnic basket and shirts that was adorable but let me say that even peter kavinsky noah centineo can't make bowling look cool so i don't think anybody can <laughs> his dancing moves or whatever when he was done i was like this kid is such a dork He's so cute. Uh, but yeah, they ran into his dad at the bowling alley and he's there like with his family. He's got like two kids that weren't, I thought they were young, young, but they were like 10. So he must have left like a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. And because he, because uh, Peter has a younger sibling Bro- too. Yeah, a younger brother. brother. Yeah. So yeah. And he's like, hey, you want to come and join us and play bowl and play with the family? And I'm like, I would have been like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, no, thanks. I'm good. No, I can relate to that. Like, I feel yeah, I have very strong being like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. Cool. Why don't you go with your family, your actual family over there? Right. Well, the thing that like bothered me about that, too, is like, I'm not saying you can't get divorced, right? Or like have another family. But like, yeah, that does just because you're not married to his mom anymore doesn't mean you just like abandon him because that's what he did he just like abandoned him for years yeah and like and peter even says like oh you're gonna come back to my life when i'm like an adult when i'm leaving yeah. when i when you don't have to take care of me anymore and that's pretty much what it is it's it's like because right. i wonder what the dad is doing to do anything with his relationship with the younger brother like yeah like where were you when i needed you to like guide me through this now I'm almost an adult and I'm leaving for college and now you want to talk to me yeah and if you wanted to be in my life like why didn't you say like oh and bring your brother yeah because they didn't want to pay for his brother to be in the movie but (laughs) (laughs) or the mom again Um, I'm glad that they gave Noah a lot to do in this like they gave him a a lot to do with his acting range I bet he was like Come on, guys! I can't just keep being a sweet boyfriend. Give me, give me something with some emotion. I need, I need a little more to my character. Right. I need to show that I can do something else besides just be this sweet dorky high schooler. Yeah, I want, I want other roles. I'm only getting, I'm only getting the high school cute guy role. I need more. Yeah. No, I. It's like it's just so weird. Like in the span of three movies, they like break up three times. I was literally, I was thinking that too. I was like, that's a lot. I mean, like, I know when you're young, you kind of like that happens. But I'm just like, I can't imagine like being with someone and just breaking up with them and then getting back together. And then you have things like, like the wedding where he's just like not there because they broke up for like two days. Like that's yeah. awkward to explain to people. <laughs> when did they first, like, when did the letters first get sent? They were juniors in high school? Yeah, it was the beginning of their junior year. So it was. Okay, so over, it was like, like a, over almost two years that they broke up three times. Okay, <laughs> that's not so bad. Yeah, I, it's just I think I thought more in real life. Like every other week, someone was broken up uh, and back together. Yeah, but, but now I need to. I think I'm gonna order the books from Target because they have like Target Online has all three books for like under twenty dollars, and I'm like, I probably need to own these and like read them every year. Um, but I need to read them again now that I just watch the movies and compare. Because as you know, I like to read a book and then watch the 
movie or TV show and then just complain about all the things <laughs> they did differently. I, I do think, though, that the movies are a really, really good adaptions to the books. I like them. It, they're probably one of my favorite adaptions. Mm. Like I've so my one of my favorite books is The Hating Game. And that movie is awful, awful, <laughs> just not even close. Um, but these I like regardless. Um, I don't know. Part of it is maybe because I watched the movies first. Um, but I also think they're the first one, I think, felt like tracks pretty closely. And then they just Very. get a little bit um, further from that. But I do like them. Um, so but I like the books better because I always do. I just feel mm. like reading you get so much more of like the internal dialogue that you don't necessarily get. Um, in the movie sometimes yeah and I think that why this is probably a better adaption for you especially is because you do get a lot more inner stuff from Laura Jean because she's always she does like a scenario in her head exactly so I think that it is a better series because of that yeah because I know like some some things they don't and so like in the hating game where they like so much of it is like reading what's going on in her head, but in the movie, they never are giving me like an internal thought process. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you're taking away half of the angst of like what yeah. someone is feeling. And in like a romance, I feel like that is so important because a lot of it is stuff that is left unsaid. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of it is like, and maybe it's cause I'm always so in my head. So I like to read things. I'm like, Oh yeah, that things are like, boiling in my brain and it's like in a movie unless you're showing me an inner monologue I'm not getting all of like I feel awkward or this feels whatever or I'm conflicted you're not getting that in a movie the same way you get on the page but they did that in this because she has a lot of like she's in a field or she's having a dream or like there's you know the two guys are in her room and they're having a conversation you're like oh you're getting like what she's thinking even though it's not happening I, I I guess I hadn't thought of that before, but I, I feel exactly the same way as you do, where I like that inner conflict and inner monologue, and that's why I like the books more, but this really does that Has well. Has that, yeah. Um, I'm curious to see, because I know that all of Emily Henry's books, which I love, are uh, are being adapted. All um, of them? Yeah, I, I think that they that Netflix or Amazon or someone bought all the rights, so... I hope they don't mess them up. I know. Oh my god. I hope they get them right. Have you read Book Lovers yet? I didn't leave it for you because I didn't finish. But oh, oh, you mean Happy Place? Happy Place. Sorry. Yes. Happy Place. No, it's on my list. Um, I was looking. I'm waiting for it to come out on paperback because I really like paperback. And I told my friend I need paperbacks in case I drop them on my head while I'm reading at (laughs) night. They hurt less when they land on your face. You are like you're kind of a Laura Jean in your in your adult life, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you've like, I am. You've like evolved into Laura. <laughs> I really do love to read a romance novel, but they got to be paperbacks in case I drop them on my face. She would probably also drop it on her face because she is klutzy. It's not. It's not a qual. It's not. That's one thing I didn't. I didn't like. I don't like a klutzy as a, a personality trait kind of thing. Uh, just because I feel like we were so oversaturated with that, like in the 2000s with like Lizzie McGuire and stuff. She does a lot. Like she trips over the dog and like falls on the floor. <laughs> But it is funny. 
and then the kitty was like is the dog okay <laughs> and i like how uh then trina's like what's going on they're like you get used to it <laughs> then the dad's like i i've I never really have actually <laughs> Oh, I loved, I loved him. I love uh, John Corbett a lot. I yeah, he's great. really sweet, especially in the first movie when they are at the cafe that like yeah. Peter and, and Laura always went to and the dad takes Laura there and tells her about how he used to take her mom there and mm-hmm. she used to keep putting quarters in the jukeboxes because there's little jukeboxes on the table. On the table. Everybody, uh, everybody wants to rule the world and dance around and oh. What a sweet moment. Yeah. That one had me in tears too. I like in the first one where they're going on the ski trip and he gives her a bag of condoms. Because <laughs> he's a gynecologist. He's, yeah. He's, <laughs> I, he needs to be a dad more in, in more things because he's he's real good at it. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. They cast that one very well. Very well. And the and Trina. They cast yeah, I think they did a good job casting like the, Overall, the movies were very good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. Janelle Parrish was she wasn't <sighs> in it a whole lot. Um, but yeah, that's not really her character to be like no. this sweet. At least not for me, just because I'm used to her being like a bitch for so long and pretty little <laughs> She was so good as Mona, like so Yeah. Good. So you're like, yeah. I, I need to do Pretty Little Liars sometime. It's just such a mess that I don't even want to dive back in, but I kind of do. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I need to watch it again now that like all of the episodes, so I could watch it like all the way through quicker. It because makes what happens? <laughs> okay, because what happened to me would be like that you go on like the summer break and we come back and like I don't remember what happened. That's what they counted on. Let me tell you okay. because it because I think that the last couple of seasons I started watching, I started binging because like it like binge culture started being a mm-hmm. thing during like the latter half of the run yeah. of it so i would like wait till they were all out because i didn't like have uh a, was it abc family at the time yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i will tell you that they don't make sense at all even okay. so they're like oh they won't remember all. this yeah. they won't remember what happened a season ago so just do whatever they would just drop full plot lines like all the time is just characters just would disappear the end of it i didn't really like but i um have this really terrible thing of like i can't i cannot quit things i agree because i watched till the end too and um let me tell you that ending with the uh spencer's evil twin i went nope 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 this is so dumb this is the dumbest i was i was like upset that i stuck around to see yeah to see an evil twin situation with a gun saying she's the evil twin she's the evil twin i was like are you are you fucking kidding me right now this is bullshit yeah but i like i just i have it with books and with tv shows like i if i start it and i don't really like it i'm always like well maybe it'll get better i i stopped doing that i've stopped reading books that i don't that don't bring me joy and i I've read less because of it, but I feel like it's a, I feel like it's saved me a lot of time. I and- should start doing that. I really, that's going to be like my mid-year resolution. Don't, don't finish stuff you just don't like. I just started that this year and I was like, cause I only have so much time to read books. Cause I, for my job, I read a lot and right. so for pleasure. It's like, okay, I only have this much like mental energy to do that and so I don't want to read a bad book yeah and there's sometimes where like everybody else really likes a book and I just don't 
and I need to be like, just because everyone else likes it doesn't mean you need to like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good so. book resolutions. Good book resolutions. I yeah. just need to need read to, more in general. I need to do that. I need to just start reading a book and say like, this is not for me. Yeah. Not for me. And then me. just read to all the boys of love of four again and again. There and you again. go. <laughs> they are for me. Hey, that's that's perfect. Definitely. I can't wait to hear what you have to say uh, rereading the series again. I'll reread them soon and I'll make sure to text you all of the things that were different and why it bothers me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, do you have anything else to talk about with the movies? I don't think I like so. I covered think we covered it. Anything? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much for coming on again and talking about uh, this series with me. I, I had so much fun rewatching them and talking about it with you. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a reason to rewatch them all. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, this makes me. This means I have to rewatch. Them. <laughs> and my my crush on on Peter Kavinsky is still here. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.